What's up, everyone? Olivia here. Welcome to the first episode of Sweaty Speaks. This is a podcast for anyone and everyone covering topics from post-grad to being a small business owner to building a brand and everything along the way. On this episode, we're going to get to know me with a little Q&A courtesy of the questions I got on Instagram. So here we go. Alrighty, question number one. Uh, where did I go to college and what was my experience life in Greek life? So I graduated back in 2018 from High Point University in a small town in High, called High Point, North Carolina. That being said, I was also a member of Kappa Delta Sorority and I can honestly say that Greek life was one of the most memorable parts of my college career. It brought me my lifelong friends, my roommates, the girls that I can count on for anything. I definitely think, though, I was skeptical. I was an athlete my whole life. I looked at sororities and I was like, I want to be a part of it, but I just don't think I'll fit in. I, you know, just didn't think it was for me. And in all honesty, I partied way too hard my fresh first semester freshman year and I needed to work on my grades before I was going to get into literally any sorority. So I waited until I was a sophomore and I never looked back. I found a group of girls that I could relate with. I found a group of girls that pushed me to be the best version of myself, pushed me to take on a leadership role that I would have never seeked out myself. And I think that that's the side of the sorority some girls don't always see right off the bat. Um, What you see on Instagram are these beautiful girls, these parties, these events. And yes, that all happens. It does. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. But behind those Instagrams are girls that found their home in college and If you're nervous about rushing a sorority or you don't think it's for you, do some research, look at the different sororities, look at, you know, their philanthropies, etc. But also go into the process with an open mind and listen to all of sororities have to say. Because if you go in with that one track mind, like I'm going to be in XYZ sorority, the chances of you feeling like you're that's where you're meant to be in the end are going to be really slim. And I had no idea which sorority I wanted to be in. I was like, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to trust the process. And I totally ended up with the girls that I was meant to be with. And I think that as much as you think like looks and all that is so important, don't don't just focus on the fact that you're going to find a group of girls that you're you can be friends with for literally the rest of your life like I can honestly say my 813 girls my roommates that I was roommates with for two years and without them I truly don't think I would have had anywhere near as an amazing college experience as I did next question is how did the sweaty blonde start and how did I transform it into a small business so a couple years ago I created the sweaty blonde actually under a different name we'll leave that part out Um, but I created it to as a health and wellness fitness platform and it went absolutely nowhere I put zero time and zero effort into it and during quarantine I got laid off from my job on Friday March 13th and I had a lot of time on my hands and after you know feeling very defeated and you know, just really didn't know where to do next. I realized I needed to take all this time and all and this energy I had and, and channel it into something productive. I have been scrolling through TikTok for hours. I had binged every popular show on Netflix. And like the rest of the world, I was online shopping like no other. And since being home so much, we all became accustomed to living in our comfy clothes, our sweatpants, our sweatsuits, whatever it may be. And then tie-dye became a trend. And I was like, I need to get a tie-dye sweatsuit. Like, what am I doing? And I go on, I look, and I'm like, you know what? Like, I can do this. Let me see if I can make my own. And so 
I go onto Amazon and I buy a tie-dye kit. And when I tell you it was small, it came with three small bottles. And that's just kind of how it took off. I tie-dyed stuff. I showed it to friends and family and they were like, you know, you can do something with this. And I was like, there's absolutely no way. I was like, you know what? What do I have to lose? Like literally nothing. And so I, that's kind of how it all started. And then in terms of the name, I give a lot of that credit to my mom. Um, the sweaty blonde and sweatshirt. She said, Olivia, sweaty sweatshirt. That's how you build your platform. And I was like, all right, let's do this. Okay, next question is, what is one thing you wish you could have told yourself before launching the Sweaty Blondes? And well, I have two things. The first thing I wish I could have told myself is be prepared to make sacrifices. And the second thing is, is to be prepared to work harder than you've ever worked at anything in your life. And when I say make sacrifices, I know it it does sound a little negative, but the sacrifices that you make are only for the good of your growth and the business growth and your overall success. And so a good example was this past summer, I was lucky enough to get to build my business on Block Island, also known as my happy place. But for all my life, I associate Block Island with going to the beach and just hanging out, disconnecting, and you know now sipping on Tito's on the beach. And that just was not the case this year. And sure, at first I was like, oh, I don't like this. Like, I want to go to the beach every day. And then I was like, Olivia, take a step back and realize that, okay, maybe you don't get to sit on the beach every day, but you do get to build your small business at 24 years old in your favorite place by the ocean. And why why am I being so, you know, spiteful about not getting to go to the beach? Sure, I still did go to the beach. I promise you I did, but it just wasn't as often. And when I was able to shift my mindset and realize that I need to be grateful and and appreciate the fact that I get to do this in a place that I love. I was like, all right, I can make these sacrifices. And then when I say be prepared to work harder than you've ever worked in your life, as somebody who thinks that they put 110% into everything that they do, um, I was wrong. I have poured more time, effort, energy, tears, like so many tears into the sweaty blonde than I've put into any other project or endeavor in my entire life. And by no means has it been easy at all, but what I've what I've learned and the the experiences that I've had and the people I've met along the way make it all worth it and there's not one thing I would change. Okay, next question is, did I ever get nervous and how did I deal with the idea of rejection? Oh my God, I I got nervous all the time. I still sometimes get nervous, but as somebody who doesn't really get nervous that easily, at first I was flooded with all these emotions of, I have no idea how to run a small business. This is what I studied in college. What am I going to do? Are people even going to like it? Are people even going to buy it? And then I also got nervous like, oh my God, all these people I know are definitely making fun of me. Like, oh, look, there's Olivia tie-dyeing in her basement at home because she lost her job. And I was like, okay, stop, take a step back. And if I want this to go anywhere, I cannot think like that. And I think that applies to a lot of scenarios in life. I just really don't think that people realize that other people honestly don't really care what you're doing. As long as you are feeling success and fulfilled, like that's all that matters. And in terms of dealing with rejection, I would like to say I'm somebody that handled these these kinds of situations pretty well, but by no means are they easy. My one tip is that as long as you can learn from why you got rejected or learn from a mistake you may have made, that's that's all you can do. And we have such a negative connotation with failing and getting rejected. And yes, I it, it sucks. In the moment, yes, it sucks. But I can honestly say I've fallen on my face and failed more times than I would like to even think. But I've probably learned more from those times that I've failed than I have from the times that I was 
you know, right off the bat successful. And I truly, truly believe that when we learn from those mistakes, that's all we can do. We're human. They, we make mistakes every day. I'll probably make a mistake today, tomorrow, the next day. But as long as I'm learning from it and I'm open to hearing what other people have to say, I think that that's, again, the only way we're going to see any sort of success. And then the next question is, what is a short-term goal for the Sweaty Blonde and what is a long-term goal? So my short-term goal, and it's going to sound so cheesy and so like, new year, new me, but in all honesty, I need to get more organized. I am probably one of the most unorganized, organized people you'll ever meet, and I am fully aware of that. And my family and friends, they all know that. I know I might look like, oh my God, I got it all going on. Like, look at her. She's got her own business, but like behind the scenes, holy cow, I can barely keep up with my laundry. And I say that because I need to speak these kinds of things into existence if I want them to go anywhere. And when I say also staying organized, it's not just like, oh, let me make sure my sweatshirts are all stacked and folded correctly. Like, yes, that's the very important part. And my mom will probably laugh at me for saying that because she's like, Olivia, you need to get a handle of this. But I also want to do things like maintain a schedule and, you know, not let the HQ look like a war zone by the end of the week that I literally have to navigate a path from the bottom of the basement stairs to the garage door just to get out of the house. And I think that although it does sound small and minute. It's something that's attainable and something that I can achieve and also maintain. And there's so many things I can do and and implement in order to make sure I don't become an unorganized disaster. And then when it comes to a long-term goal, I actually just put this on my 2021 vision board is I really want to have a warehouse space. I love the HQ and the HQ has been a very monumental part of growing the sweaty blonde, but I'm hoping that I get to grow out of it sooner rather than later. I'm not looking for anything huge or extravagant, but I'm just looking for a place that I can see myself and the business growing as a whole. And I don't know when it's going to come, but I do think that if I can also speak that into existence and push myself and, and understand that it's not going to be easy to get there, but I just it's just something I, I really do see myself having within the next year. And then going back to 2020 on vision boards, this is kind of a side note, but I really do encourage you guys to make a vision board. I know it sounds silly, and I know people are probably like, okay, make a vision board. Nothing's going to happen. I have it hung up in the HQ, and when I come down here and I look at it literally every day, I put it in a place so I walk by and look at it. I'm like, it's a constant reminder of, okay, these are this is what I need to accomplish this is what I want to do. And if I want to be the person I see myself being, I need to speak these things and do these things every day. And will everything get accomplished? Probably not. We're human. But if we can also set small yet attainable goals, but also some big ones, you know, you got to, you know, go big or go home. But those little goals are so important to help you achieving that big goal. Okay, and then a next question is, uh, what is one piece of advice you would give to people that are trying to start their own sort of platform or small business, etc.? And my piece of advice would be to block out the noise and just go for it. People are going to tell you, oh, you know, are you sure you want to do this? You know, you don't want to waste your money, blah, 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 blah. Just go for it. We need to start listening to ourselves a little bit more and blocking out the people that don't want us to be successful or don't think we will be successful. And I am a person that lives by the motto, high risk, high reward. And I can say that sticks true to this day. I definitely took a chance on the sweaty blonde after losing my job. And it's probably one of the greatest risks I've ever taken in my life. And 
risks are scary. Risks are not easy to face, but when we take them, the reward that can come and amount from them is something unimaginable. And I just, I encourage you, if you have something that you're passionate about, just take a chance, see what happens. You literally have nothing to lose. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. We can't keep getting so wrapped up in the fact that, oh my God, we need to have X, Y, Z plan or else, you know what? It's not even worth it. What are we going to do? And I'm not saying you need to have some sort of plan, but your plan is going to change, evolve and grow just like you do as a human and just like as we do every single day. And I think that if we have more entrepreneurial spirits in this world and we have people that are you know, want to take on a passion project, the changes and the developments that people see in themselves and the things that they realize that they truly love come to fruition. And I can speak that wholeheartedly. Look, I had no desire to ever be in fashion or clothing, but my mom was like, she's like, Olivia, yes, you're in, you know, you're in clothing and fashion and retail, whatever. But she's like, this gives you a chance to build a platform and experiment with different, different elements and try new things and find what you love. And it's allowed me to do this podcast. I'm sitting here right now. Like I literally never thought I could record a podcast. I, people who know me, I I love to talk, but I was like, how am I going to sit here and talk for, you know, a half hour? But here we are. And it's just given me so many opportunities to try things that I can tell you I would have never even dipped a toe in. And so I just, again, encourage you to just take the chance, take the risk and, and go for it. Okay. The last question, and honestly, probably one of my favorite questions is, how do I want to change the world? Obviously, there's a lot of things I want to change, but something that I've always wanted to change is society stepping away from putting pressure on people to lead this like traditional path of life. And I'm like, I can't say I've ever had a traditional path in life like whatsoever, but I'm not knocking the traditional path. I think that if that's for you and that's something you love and you wake up and that you feel so fulfilled by that, you know, traditional path that you're on, go for it. I I support you wholeheartedly. But as somebody who never really knew what they wanted to do as a career, could barely even pick a college major before she graduated, I want us to start embracing taking a path that's so uncertain and weird. I can say from experience, look, I graduated college. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I had no job interviews line up. I came home. I said to my parents, I was like, look, I I need to take some time. I really need to figure it out. And, you know, and they're like, cool, whatever. That's fine. But just know like if you need any help, let us know. And I was like, cool. So I graduate. I did go travel Europe with my friends for a little while. And then I came home. I started working at Orange Theory. Then from Orange Theory, I moved into a recruiting job in the city. I then got laid off and now I am a small business owner in the middle of a global pandemic. Looking back, could I have ever predicted that? Absolutely not. But I do think that I've taken this outlook that, look, this is where I'm meant to be and this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Could things change next year? Could I, could this not work out? Absolutely. But right now I've found something that I absolutely love. And I think that if we can find those little things that bring us so much joy, we're all going to be better off. And I, want people to start embracing their passions and, you know, setting up their career or their, you know, their job to be something that they wake up every day and love. And, you know, is every day going to be sunshine and rainbows? No, literally no. But I always say I need to walk away from the day with something that brought me joy or made me happy and makes me feel like I love what I do. And some days that's turning on the label machine and printing out a label and packing an order. And it may sound so silly, but it's just, again, taking a little thing like that 
and making it makes you feel fulfilled. It, it, it gets me excited. It's what I get to do every single day. And I think that there are just, again, so many people out there that have yet to embrace their passions, but they think about it every day and they still wake up and go to the job that just they do because they have to. And I get it. We have to work. You know, we have to put food on the table, but we also have to lead a life that we love. If we're not leading a life that we love, then what's the point? Why are we going to waste time not doing the things that fulfill us? And I think, you know, look at the world we live in. We live in a world that has been turned upside down in the last year. We have had to make so many changes in so many different areas of our life. And things are just, again, so uncertain. We don't know what's going to happen next. And we need to give ourselves a little bit more credit. I mean, we've never, nobody's ever lived through a pandemic before. People aren't, weren't losing their jobs at such rapid rates. Kids have never been, you know, remote learning or parents becoming teachers and, you know, families now, you know, having everybody working from home. I mean, give yourself a little pat on the back. It's not easy, you know, coming home and, and having to maybe move back in with your family that you haven't lived with since you graduated college because you've been living in the city or living somewhere. It's not easy. It's it's a life that, sure, maybe we don't love it, but we kind of had no choice in a sense. And and when we realized that we did these things for our own health and our own safety, be a little bit better, but sh- nobody wants their world turned upside down like we had it. And, and again, I just, I kind of went off on a tangent there, but I just, if I can change one thing and especially change something that will help people to lead a life they love is to just get away from that traditional path and that traditional way of life because nothing about the world we live in is traditional by any means. Alrighty, guys. Well, that wraps up the first episode of Sweaty Speaks. I hope you got to learn a little bit more about me and the Sweaty Blonde as a whole. And I'm just so excited to have this platform to share with you guys. So that being said, please share this with family, friends, share it on social media show us a little love, leave us a review. And don't forget to check out our website. I'll link it in the bio. Also follow us on Instagram. And don't forget, stay comfy, stay cozy, and stay colorful and have an amazing day, guys.